Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I look for a therapist to psychoanalyze my ongoing wet dreams of Sesame Street. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. And Rem, I owe you an apology. Uh, Yeah? Oh yeah. Agreed. Do you know what I'm apologizing for yet? Um, last week, the last three years? Mm, No, don't feel bad for either of those. Almost um, four years. We're cu- we're getting close. Yeah. Uh. Though the those would be my main assumptions. No, no, Rem. Uh, I'm apologizing because I I took something from you. My zest for life, my hope for the future, any sense no. of of joy or love or happiness. No, Rem. We both know that uh, the combination of high school and our capitalist society did that to the both of us. Um, my dignity once again through the podcast. There, I mean, there, once <laughs> no. again, just an an overabundance of possibilities. Mm, I disagree. I think the biggest thing that I need to apologize for for you right now is that, Rem, I haven't given you a choice for the new year like I usually do. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, that, that's really, that's really just been, been souring 2022 for me thus far, Sean. It's the fact that yeah, I haven't uh, been able to make a fucking choice. All right. All right. Yeah, I, Rem, I know you look forward to it at the uh, end and beginning of every year, and I just haven't done it for you yet, and I, I was feeling really bad and guilty about it. All right, sure. Okay, so what what is the sort of, like, theme of this choice, as it well, were? Well, the theme of this choice is going to be pretty broad. Uh, you're going to have the choice, Rem, uh, and these aren't mutually exclusive, but they are the most uh, defining features of each of these shows. You're only going to get to choose between two, and your choice is going to be between uh, you and me getting a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> we were not doing anime this week. Instead, we are actually just oiling ourselves up and wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll still be a podcast experience. So all of the, all of the squelching the and slurping <laughs> will, will be very audible and just penetrating your. Uh, your ear holes, and we each actually have ASMR mics set up as well, so you can get that binaural feel for all of the uh, <laughs> the good times. Uh, no, no, no. It's just the show that we'd be watching is is weird, and it's been a while since you and I have gotten weird on the show. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. And it's either that, or uh, I would say most requested to the universe is how I would describe this. Not necessarily to us, but just to the universe. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, I'll explain it depending on <laughs> whether or not you choose it. to the universe? Yeah, it'll make sense once I fully explain it, but what right now, fuck? why would I do that? Um, I hate and don't understand either of these options. I mean, Rem, 
I wanted to give you a choice. I didn't say it was going to be it's a very informed <laughs> choice. For all I know, it's literally the same fucking show besides no, no, behind no, no. both doors. I, I've done that before. Uh, I, I can guarantee it's not the case this time. Oh my god. Do either of them include sister fucking? No. Okay, good start. Good start. I'm just trying to interpret what the fuck it means. Well, the question is, Rem, is do you want to get a bit weird with me? Or do you want to see what one of the most requested of the universe anime is? What does requested of the universe mean? It'll make sense once I explain it, but I'm not going to explain it right now. Where's the fun in that? Really, Rem, this is just a a choice based on your curiosity. Whether or not you're curious to see what I mean by weird, because I rarely mention weirdness on this show. Uh even though it's in the intro. Uh, and I figured if I was to give you the second option that isn't purely uh, the weird choice, uh, you would automatically choose the weird choice. So I had to have a nice niche way of making it seem curious and interesting as well. Okay, uh, don't get me wrong. I am curious about the weird choice. Could get another like Don Machi makes me burn my fucking eyes out. Kind of weird. That is, that's so... not the intention this time. Yeah, but it, it could just be... My intention be... is pure. Oh, bull fucking shit. <laughs> um, so I guess as the voice of the people, I will choose what the people have requested to the universe? Okay, final answer? Sure. <laughs> you don't sound so sure. No, of course not. I have no fucking information to go off other than your gibberish. <laughs> But my gibberish is what's going to make this an entertaining podcast episode. Oh, God. All right. All right. So what the fuck does it mean to be most requested to the universe? Fantastic. Well, Rem, uh, what it means is uh, essentially this anime that we're going to be talking about today has been uh, is a incredibly popular manga. Violently popular. Oh, no. Probably one of the most popular manga like of its genre in recent years and ever since it first was put to the page people have been requesting an anime adaptation i already regret my decision i had to make it interesting somehow rem and besides uh if we put this in the title it's gonna make us the big podcast bucks (laughs) oh okay yeah this is gonna (laughs) this is gonna skyrocket us to the big leagues oh yeah (laughs) We'll get at least two more views than we would normally. All right. Okay. So, so what is this wildly uh, desired manga turned mm-hmm. anime? So uh, originally, this manga came out in uh, 2016, and ever since it first started, then people have wanted an anime adaptation, and for years okay. it just hadn't happened. Uh, and now we finally have that adaptation. Uh, the manga anime adaptation we're going to be talking about today, Remington, is simply titled. Komisan wa komu shodesu. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, it's nice and simple. <laughs> no, I know, I I have seen this around. It's one of those that's just fucking skyrocketed in popularity, and mm-hmm. it's also been memed to shit. Oh yes, it, yep, like no. essentially, if it reaches the point where even just in non-anime-related memes, it pops up. I'm like, oh, okay, this is super popular, even though I don't know what the fuck is going on. Exactly. Uh, the English title, in case you're curious, is simply Comey Can't Communicate. 
All right, so with that information and from like the gifts I've seen, mm-hmm. I I assume that just as it says on the tin, our main character Comey doesn't talk and only like basically only has very expressive facial expressions. You're kind of on the right track, um, because what this uh, story is about is about first and foremost social anxiety. Okay, yeah, I I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, and guess who else feels that? Everybody who wanted this anime adaptation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, it's genuinely a major, uh, I won't say issue, but a major factor of uh, our generation and uh, the generation after us as well. Uh, social anxiety is so huge and so prevalent in most people's lives that having an anime dedicated to a girl who's really struggling with it. I'm, and doing I'm just expecting in her- an entire episode about having to actually make a phone call. You know, you're not too wrong, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine it's just like an entire episode where it's just like hyping yourself up and then doing anything but. Yeah. And that's essentially what this manga is. It's a uh, it's a slice of life comedy manga with just a touch of romance here and there, but it's not the main thing until way later down the line. Uh, and it's all about uh, this girl Komi, uh, who is gorgeous beyond belief. You know, she's the she's the quote unquote school idol. She's the girl that people are like, oh man, she's so beautiful and so mysterious. And uh, God, uh, I wish I could be on her level. And so everybody has kind of mentally put her on this pedestal as, like, the cool beauty type. Uh, When in actuality, uh, she doesn't have any friends uh, and is terrified to approach people because of her severe social anxiety in just about every situation. Ah, perfect. All right. Yep. And uh, one day, uh, the other main character, uh, Tadano, it's the first day of the new school year in this new high school. And uh, he, like everybody else, uh, sees uh, Komi-san and is kind of blown away by her. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, he actually kind of looks into it and figures out that she has this issue. And so the story is literally just slice of life comedy adventures of him agreeing to help her make a hundred friends, essentially. Okay, okay. Because that's, that's what she wants to do. That's kind of her little uh, childish uh, but a completely reasonable goal is she wants to conquer her social anxiety and just have a lot of friends and you know and that's basically the premise and then it, it just goes through the show of uh watching komi-san deal with different situations uh being helped along by todd know, meeting some of the new weird quirky characters in the school because it's kind of also got some absurdist elements to it so a lot of like like every character in this show aside from todd know, is kind of like an extreme of some kind i i can buy whether it's some ex- absurdist slice of life bullshit yeah which is why I said things don't get mutually exclusive when I said weird. Because uh, this show can get pretty weird sometimes, uh, but not as weird as the other option that you would have had. But we won't worry about that. Uh, we'll come to that one another time. Uh, I won't even mention what it is in the podcast, just so people are, are wondering what the fuck I could be talking about. Oh, perfect, um, perfect. You know, add that air of mystery. That and, uh, you know, it gets people uh, curious for the future. But, yeah, it, and it is an incredibly popular and highly requested show. And I just feel like it would be uh, fun to get your opinion on it. Uh, after all, it's been requested for ages, and ever since the anime was announced, we've been getting emails to watch it. Yeah. Uh, like, before it was even released, they're like, hey, when this comes out, uh, y'all should watch it. 
And I think we should get the uh, the voice of Remington to say what his thoughts and views are on it and whether or not it was worth the hype. Uh, my prediction is, is you're probably going to say it's not worth the hype. Like, that's be- <laughs> but that's just because that's usually your response to these kinds of things. I, I, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I know you pretty well, I think. Uh, but yeah, there's not much else to say. I think without further ado, Rem, let's just jump into it. Let's go watch some Komi-san uh, can't communicate. Previously, we're not doing anime this week. Instead, we are actually just oiling ourselves up and wrestling. <laughs> up next. Is this just another episode of we kind of want to fuck our editor? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming the hit 2021 anime, Komi-san wa Komusho desu. Uh, or Komi can't communicate. And Remington, you're gonna have to be gentle because the last thing we need are angry manga fans coming after us. We've already got the angry anime fans, but the angry manga fans are a whole nother species. Uh, but, I mean, Sean, it's very important to diversify your portfolio. Uh, so we've already we've already got one uh, large group of people pissed at us. Might as well bump it up to two, shall we? Yeah, yeah, you know. We haven't even released manga out of context yet. <laughs> just, just in case, just in case. Got to cover our bases. Got to have broad horizons. <laughs> so, with that in mind, we've watched five episodes. And Remington, what are you thinking? Oh, uh, I think it's going to be wildly difficult to talk about this show. Uh, and why is that, Rem? <laughs> so, it's it's a slice of life show, right? And okay. it's based on a, a manga, as, you, as you've said, and it doesn't hide that fact. It's very upfront. Uh, most episodes are, are very upfront that they're taking multiple sort of small bits and stories, sometimes just moments. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and putting them all together, right? Uh, and, and it works. They, like, I, I think that this show, more than almost any other that are in this exact category, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's one of the best ones in that category. Um, and it, it makes the adaptation work very well. But it makes it a hell of a time to talk about because... To try and explain absolutely every detail, we would be here forever. Uh, but then, if we just get the core basics, well, then we're going to miss out on, like, everything that makes this show special. So, it, it's it's a, it's a conundrum, Sean. Yeah, no, that actually is incredibly uh, well thought out and deep. I was not expecting that, Rem. So, uh, I'm essentially, I'm going to play it by ear. Um, <laughs> As opposed to... Our previous episodes of this podcast, where we are very precise and accurate with everything we have ever said and done, to the point where people come to us for the real nitty gritty details and accurate assessments. Uh, I'm uh, so let's start with the first episode. I can t- talk about just about all of it because the first episode um, is is the most sort of like coherent single entity thing, whereas everything else is more fragmentary. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we start with the episode, uh, we meet Comey, and everyone's, like, um, bewildered by her beauty. Uh, we also meet, 
Uh, oh, shit. Uh, Tadano? Tadano. Tadano. All right, cool. Uh, Tadano, uh, we meet him. He is an average boy. Um, his whole thing is that he's supposed to be a bland bitch protagonist, and yet he has far more personality than any of the bland bitch protagonists. Um, it's, it's wild. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's just a regular dude who is, he's a decent dude, awkward as fuck, uh, can't really manage these conversations, but boy, does he try. So he's the stand in for our Sean, right? Damn and... it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Damn it. I was thinking, oh God, this this feels like a setup. Oh no! Damn it! I, I, you, you know, we we tease, but there there's also unfortunately a strong parallel for me. I think. Um, we'll get to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like <laughs> in a way, it's flattering, but in a lot of ways, it's not. Um. Yep. So, <laughs> so anyway, we we meet our two main protagonists, and they mm. meet each other, and then Comey runs away, uh, because she cannot communicate. Uh, turns out they're, they're seat neighbors, and they do introductions. Uh, Comey can't say her name to the class, so she just writes, runs up, r- writes it on the, bl- the blackboard instead. Um, Todno and Comey have a few miscellaneous interactions, but uh, eventually they end up in class alone together, right? And as he got basically knocked out, and when he comes to, he can hear Comey talking. It's like, oh my god, but Comey realizes... He heard her, and she freaks the fuck out. Uh, so she goes to run, but he's like, Hey, is this something you struggle with, like, talking? And she's like, uh, she, she goes and writes down, like, Oh my god, no one has ever noticed before, etc., etc. So they have a lovely little, like, written conversation that's, like, super heartwarming. And it turns out she wants to uh, get a hundred friends, and he's like, Yeah, I'll be your first, and I'll help you get all the rest. Um... Which, is, it's nice and emotional concert to freak out and run as well. Um, they have a little bit of vocal lessons, and she struggles, but she makes progress. Uh, and then we learn that the school has a gimmick, and the school's gimmick is that everybody is wildly unique. Um, I, I was going to make the, a comment about th- this, um, and I didn't last time, because I, I thought I was reaching, but it turns out it's, like, super, super apt. Uh, but also, I don't know how many people are going to get this reference. Oh, what a niche reference on our anime podcast. That'll never take off. So, in part one, what I wanted to say, like, you, you mentioned briefly, like, oh, there's some wacky characters meeting new people all the time. And I was like, it's very reminiscent, in my mind, about sideways stories from Wayside School. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy shit, Rem. That is a niche reference. So for those who don't know, which yeah, might no, be you're gonna everybody. Have to explain that. <laughs> because, my God, Rem, like, you just transported me back to feckin' elementary school. Like, oh, I... Oh, yeah, like, I, re- reading this in elementary... It was great. So, Sideways Stories from Wayside School. Um, it was... See, I remember it vaguely as sort of like a book or something, but it's more just a collection of short stories. Like, each chapter would be each story. It would usually introduce a new uh, wacky character, wacky student. Every care, every student had their own shtick, their own gimmick. Um, also, the, the school itself was built sideways. So, it, it's like a skyscraper um, of absurdist 
geometry. Apparently, there's also a Nickelodeon television series of it. Um, I am not familiar with that, but... Neither am I. But nonetheless, you would just meet all these wacky new characters and what they're up to and what their deal is. And it was super fascinating. And I was going to make that comparison, but I was like, it feels like I'm reaching. No, because that's basically, other than like the built sideways thing, that is in fact this school in Comey Can't Communicate. Fuck, that's such an apt comparison. (laughs) It's weird. It's a weird one. But it's it's yeah, and spot on. I just looked up the publish publication date on Sideways Stories from Wayside School, uh, just to see like if uh, this is uh, even old for, by our comparisons. Uh, apparently, it is because apparently the first time it was published was back in 1978. <laughs> so, if that confuses people on our age uh, a little bit, but I <laughs> hey genuinely when we were when we it were was in elementary some good school. Shit. It, it it was. I don't know how it holds up now. I'd probably have to reread it. It's been literally 20 years since I've read it. Uh, but, like, I genuinely, when both me and Rem were of a uh, junior high, early elementary age, uh, we read the shit out of this book, as well as, like, in several classes had analysts of it, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, like, it, it was real solid stuff. But that that's basically the school that Comey and, and, and Todno go to. Everyone's unique. Everybody has... Uh, a shtick. Um, and within this first episode, I, I already noticed a few things. First of all, one of the single most expressive shows we've ever done, both in the sense of like character expressions, facial expressions, stuff like that, um, body language, uh, but then just also with the art direction, everything from the sound effects to the music to the visuals to the cutaways, uh, Like, there's endless little details that emphasize every little emotion to the umpteenth degree. It's it's insane. Uh, The show overall, it just has a ton of personality and also has moments that are genuinely heartwarming. Uh, Plus, you know, I I like me some good ensemble-focused shows. And as soon as, before they even announced the school's shtick, the fact that they walked into the classroom and every single student had a very unique design, I was like, oh yeah, here we go. Like, you do not really get much protagonist syndrome, if at all. Um, it, 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 you, you see a still and you're like, well, it's, the frame is centered on these characters, but the ones in the background also look pretty important. You mean like the straight up ninja behind Tadano? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's just a straight up ninja, you got your casual, like, delinquents who are, are looking for love. Um, you, you got a yandere that we'll revisit in a moment. There, there's all sorts of different characters. Uh, but yeah, so really solid first episode. Uh, episode two, uh, we begin our task of getting Comey a bunch of friends, right? And so Tadno is like, all right, well, he asks around and he, he can't succeed. So he's like, all right, there's one person. So he goes to his childhood friend. Uh, uh, whenever they use both their first and last name at different times. I don't know what to call them. God forbid you remember two names, but just go with Najimi. It helps. All works. right. Uh, so so Najimi uh, is, is Tadno's childhood friend and super social, right? Just is able to talk to everyone, but also a uh, bit of a fucking weirdo and a bit of an enigma <laughs> and likes mm, to keep people guessing. Familiar. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, um, for, I, I, I am, uh, not to me. That, that's, that's the closest parallel to me. So, 
you know, Dylan, I guess Dylan is Comey. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, complete... though. He's way more charming than either of us. <laughs> like, he's got his social game down pat. He may be introverted a lot of the time, but he's definitely... Like yeah, but his like, he, he he can do that just like sultry stare, baby. Oh, there we go. His uh, his lovely luscious dark locks, you know, his schoolgirl uh, outfit. It all adds up. <laughs> and is this just another episode of we kind of want to fuck our editor? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, so <laughs> only kind of. <laughs> so uh, they they with with uh with with. Najumi, uh, they, they start talking to them and are like, hey, childhood friend, what's up? Uh, I thought it'd be really cool if you could be friends with Komi. And Komi, like, sort of struggles to ask and say, let's be friends. Um, and they're like, um, nah, that's not gonna work <laughs> out. And it's like, what the fuck? And it's like, listen, here's the deal. So I am literally childhood friends with everybody at this entire school. Um... And I've met Comey before, and we talked, and she just, like, ghosted me. So, it doesn't seem to work out. So, I don't know. And Tadano's like, just give her a chance, and it'll be great. All right? Um, and so, they, so uh, Najimi and uh, Comey, they walk home together. And it's a bit awkward, but at one point, you get a bunch of delinquents. They approach Najimi and are like, hey, you're super hot. I'm declaring my love. And then uh, Najimi's like, uh, not interested. Also, I got a penis, so you're probably not interested. But the delinquent's like, not nah, still super interested, actually. Uh, then it gets <laughs> a little, a little rapey, which you know, not great, not great. Nah. Uh, nah. Could have done w without that. But the delinquent had dropped his house keys, so Comey tries to give him his his keys back, and and. Uh, essentially says i key you but it sounds like i i i will kill you uh and he gets very frightened and runs away and najimi after that is like hell yeah we're friends that's badass let's fucking do this shit um and, and then and then there's just a bit about trying to get comey to go to the get trying to get comey to go to the coffee shop and stuff like that uh mm -hmm. which, which you yeah, know it's it's a fun bit and goes wrong uh so yeah that's episode two Introducing a new character who's a pretty solid character, uh, nice and unstable in a lot of ways, but helps balance out the group dynamic. Very valuable. This is essentially like the most important side character. We're talking about the character in the show, not just you, right, Rem? Um, no. If I, I'm one of the least important <laughs> side characters, I'm I'm able to acknowledge that about myself. Uh, <laughs> I have this self-awareness. So, episode three, we meet Agari. Agari is an emotional wreck of a human. Um, to make a, a parallel, uh, th this one, th this parallel makes more sense, I think. Uh, Agari is just Alphys from Undertale. The little dinosaur oh, from God. Undertale. Uh, oh, fuck, it fits. I'm nailing these <laughs> analogies in this episode. So, yeah, no, it it definitely fits, but Agari's definitely way more M, I would say, as the kids put it. What the fuck? What? M, you know, S, M. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> way, ma way more masochistic. Yeah, sure, you know? sure. Aren't all the, isn't that what the kids are talking about these days, the S's and the M's? <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. Um, I'm an adult. <laughs> all right, so, but yeah, so, 
Uh, Agari is is socially awkward wreck who just really wants to be dominated. Um, one thing I will say, the show gets weirdly horny at times, especially with its women. And I don't know, I feel like it's the only, like, lazy bit of character work that they do consistently. Because otherwise, loving the characters, lots of nuance. But it seems like their default is, all right, they're horny. And it's like, all right. And it's like different flavors of horny. But it's like, you don't need it in in all the, the female characters except for Komi. Right now, we've met, after episode five, we've met four females, I think, um, besides Komi. And three out of four of them are super horny. So it's, uh, it's just a little bit of a weird thing. Not terrible, but also not great. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, Agari notices that she's being watched by Komi and is freaking out. She tries to hide, but Komi follows her. Uh, Agari needs to tell everyone that gym class is being moved. Uh, and she struggles to tell everyone, but using her fear of Komi... She uses that as motivation to tell everybody and comes and thanks Komi for it. And they become friends now. Uh, but Agari thinks she's unworthy of being a friend. So she instead just wants to be Komi's dog um, in, a, in the horniest way you can imagine. All of the horny, uh, that's all there. Uh, then we get a little bit about uh, class election where Komi is elected god and Tadno is elected president. Uh, just sort of by default. And finally, we end the game with with playing some games with some other people. And Komi is horribly lost. Uh, and, and yeah, so that, that that's episode three. Solid, solid episode. Uh, and if it feels like I'm not doing it justice, it's because like a lot of those, like the whole game playing bit, it's lovely and it's, it's enjoyable. But in this format of show, there's just not a lot for me to specifically talk about in it. <laughs> so you're essentially saying that uh, Komi-san is essentially a very experiential thing that it's hard to discuss but it's well worth experiencing oh yes well there, there's there's a lot of little details that i can't get across adequately uh and uh, if you couldn't tell i would definitely recommend this show it's a solid show uh like i think i have maybe i think two two complaints uh one is the weirdly horny overrepresentation. um the first time it happened i was like cool totally fit second time i was like all right, third time, I'm like, all right, it's becoming a crutch. <laughs> so I think it's just used a little too much, but it's the only example of, like, lazy or cliche character writing. So it, it's bad, but it's only bad because the rest of it is so good. Uh, the second complaint isn't necessarily with the show, uh, and, and it's going to require some explaining. Okay. I think the second problem I have isn't a major one, because I think the show does very well at giving a compassionate look towards social anxiety, right? But I don't think, and and it's it's the mildest criticism, I don't think it's fully representative of the struggles of social anxiety because like most people aren't heralded as gods despite their social inabilities. Uh, so they have to struggle against these strongly adverse forces against them as well as trying to build up any sense of self-confidence. See, when Comey is talking about, like, oh, no, sometimes I just feel like people hate me. It's like, well, that's so obviously wrong. Everybody worships the ground you walk on. But for a lot of people with social anxiety, they feel that way because th people treat them poorly. Um, and that is a lot harder to work against. 
when you're trying to work against those uh, those negative and distorted paradigms. Uh, which isn't to say that, oh, so in, in some cases that social anxiety is justified. It, it almost always still isn't to the extent that it's felt, um, but it is a lot harder to counteract, to prove wrong in, in a lot of ways. Uh, so I, it's really just me doing a little PSA that often social anxiety is, is more complex and a little bit more difficult. Super mild of a criticism, uh, but genuinely those are like my two criticisms of the show, I think. So you're saying that the social anxiety in something like Watamote is a bit more accurate to uh, real life social anxiety. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that's uh, that that that's a little bit more accurate. Where it, it is like you're a bit more of an awkward gremlin of a person that not <laughs> everybody adores, uh, and so you have and to. Work, so you have to work uh, work on building not just your confidence, but also a little bit more on the external side of things and working those like social interactions in a different way as well. Uh, but yeah, so, it, so it, it's not a major thing. I just thought it was worth mentioning. So on the scale of social anxiety, you have the best case scenario of Comey and the worst case scenario of <laughs> yeah. Watamote. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it, wherever you are on the continuum, your feelings are valid and, and there are ways to make progress. But I'm just pointing out that the continuum exists. That's fair enough. I feel like I don't think anybody's going to be upset with that comparison, honestly. <laughs> like uh, episode, let's get into episode four, which I think is uh, possibly my favorite episode due to like one particular thing that happens. Uh, so for first, we start the episode off and it's a day for physical tests. And it turns out that this this one girl, uh, Yadno, uh, I'll just keep calling her the rival because she sees herself as Comey's rival, right? She's super competitive and she wants to show that she is physically superior to Comey by beating her at three out of the four physical tests, which these are not fitness tests. We'll get into that uh, in the next episode. These are just physical tests. So there's an eye exam and then just seeing like your height, for example, stuff like that. Uh, and unfortunately... Uh, it, it's a tie, and the the rival feels a little bad because the only category she quote unquote won were in weight and uh, sitting height. So she has short legs and uh, is a bit chubbier, and she's like, "Son of a bitch." Uh, <laughs> the rival is just a silly, fun character. Then we meet uh, Yamai. Yamai. Yeah, Yamai. Yamai. Uh, so Yamai. Oh, I, I can't. It's not coming out of my mouth right, Sean. Would you prefer her first name? Ren. Yep. Uh, I wrote both, it's, even though they always call her by the latter, I will call her Ren because that's easier. She's the yandere. She you, you've is, got a bit of a weird mouth, so it's fine. Yeah, she she's madly in love with uh with Comey and wants to murder anybody else who is a possible contender. And and so uh she ties up Todd No and kidnaps him, brings her to her house in her room, which is just a shrine of Comey. And keeps him there as she starts to get close with uh with Comey. It's great. And they they're becoming friends, they eat lunch together. Um Najumi is also there and and joins in and eventually they're like, Hey, let's go hang out at your place, Ren. And Ren is like, Yeah, that's totally gonna be totally okay. Uh and and so they all go to hang out there and they they find uh Todd No uh, after uh Ren just straight up 
threatened Todd Knows Life, telling him where he would, asking him where he would like to be buried. Uh, they, they find him, and they're like, oh shit, Ren pops up with some sharpened metal chopsticks, and is like, you shouldn't have looked in there, you son of a bitch, don't you understand, I'm perfect for Comey, I am gonna be Comey's best friend and lover, and, sh and we're gonna be perfect for each other, isn't that right, Comey? Uh, and, in a great moment, little socially anxious Comey shakes her head, and is like, nah, I'm not about that. Uh, Comey is just not interested in Ren's friendship, uh, because Ren was horribly, uh, rude and abusive and psychotic towards her and her friends, and that's not cool. And I was like, hell yeah, I, I was worried there wouldn't be any backbone, but seeing this backbone, uh, and there's just a, an absolutely phenomenal moment where Ren, where, uh, sorry, Comey writes down, uh, I choose my own friends, and it's like, hell yeah, girl, you stand up for yourself. I, we stand healthy boundary setting, all right? That's what we're all about. Uh, it was just a, such a lovely moment. So, uh, they, they leave, except for, uh, except for Najimi, who, who stays there and chats with, uh, Ren a little bit. Uh, Komi approaches Todd No, and it's like, I'm having second thoughts. My friendship put you in danger. Maybe we shouldn't be friends. And Todd No is like, hey, I choose my own friends. Uh, and then freaks out about, like, I wasn't trying to be cool, but it was like, it was like what you said, but, like, that's just, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, so they become friends. Ren comes and apologizes, um, and, and eventually, uh, Comey accepts her as a friend after quite a bit of uncertainty. Uh, but yeah, I just really appreciated the boundary setting moment in this. Like, I feel like the creators of this show have a really good grasp of just... Healthy social relationships, which, given how much I've been ranting about unhealthy social relationships, especially romantic relationships, see, like, all my ranting about Sundere bullshit, uh, it's just so nice to have a contrast, you know? Well, shit. You hear that, Angry Weeps? He likes something for once. <laughs> no, but I have two criticisms, so I'm fucked. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> They're going to lock onto those criticisms, those completely fair and valid criticisms. One, it was a little too horny for you, and two, uh, it's not a perfect representation. How dare it not be perfect, Rem? You have sullied the name of this show for eons to come. And to clarify, uh, get... <laughs> to clarify on the horny point, it's not that it was like necessarily too horny, because I don't even think the show overall is too horny. I think having multiple characters have horniness as one of their main traits starts to veer a little bit into the lazy and was also a bit unnecessary. You could have, if you had taken all of their horniness and just put it into, like, split even just between two characters instead, I think it would have been more balanced out that way. Uh, but So what you're saying is this show would be much better if it had Master Roshi. Oh, God. I don't know if I'd go that far, but <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, episode 5. Uh, we, we open up, there's some stuff about Comey Summer Uniform, uh, then we get into fitness test where the rival wants to beat Comey, but instead loses in all seven categories, um, and thanks Comey for the challenge, and takes Comey's silence as an acceptance of being rivals. So, you know, another friend slash rival, what's the difference? <laughs> If the Pokemon games taught me anything, that's the way it's supposed to be. Which <laughs> yeah. is why I always named my rival something very healthy and wholesome. <laughs> and certainly not something like Buttface. Oh, uh, fucking Buttface. Uh, 
so we have the main trio. They all go and hang out at Comey's house where we meet Comey's mom, who looks exactly like Comey, but is like super social um, and just super, it's super social in like, I'm going to describe it as like a Disney Channel personality. Like the kind of shit you would see a Disney Channel child do, that's Comey's mom. Where just <laughs> everything is extremely over animated, right? And over the top. So the exact opposite of Comey in a lot of ways. 100%. Uh, and, and they they all chat there. Um, nice little conversation. Later, they they all go to a ramen place along with Agari, who's a ramen expert. And they all have ramen together. Uh, and then we meet uh, a new character, um, Nakanaka, who is just, she's the resident Chunibio of, of the school. And she approaches Komi, wanting to form a blood pact to join the Shadow Dragons or some shit. I don't know. The details. <laughs> you don't speak Chunibio. <laughs> Chunibio, it, it's, it's a dialect that I'm just not familiar. Uh, but you all, you all. familiar with it, yeah. <laughs> you all get the details. Um, we also, through this, get to see a flashback of when Todno used to be, like, essentially this cringy, bleach, delinquent wannabe, um, and he got horribly rejected for being super cringy, and ever since, he's been super normal and average. Um. Oh, God. I am Todno. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, but then we get this, like, <laughs> this moment that, it's, it's a two-second moment that I think is unironically wildly tragic, and then... It turns heartwarming, but like this two second moment, oh fuck, man. Uh, because you have the Chunibio, right? And it's gym class and everyone needs to be partnered up for a small thing. And everyone wants Komi to be a partner. But Chunibio, like when people start finding partners, Chunibio doesn't have any partner because like she's awkward fucking Chunibio. Um, and she she starts like feeling awkward before like making these, these big old Chunibio declarations all about how uh, no one should be her partner because she's too powerful or whatever, right? Um, before then just sitting down and sulking and just quietly asking why no one wants to be her partner to herself. And it's such a sad moment that I think so adequately captures, captures that feeling of like having to, trying your damnedest to feel powerful, feel in control, feel special, feel validated in some way as as a counter to the alienation and the social isolation that is like crippling you otherwise which like not only is that an extreme feeling that's like all kids have gone through it's still a feeling that comes up in adulthood like it it's such a very specific human feeling that is so well captured in this five second clip uh, and I definitely did not relate to it at all throughout my entire junior high and high school experience. Don't be ridiculous, Remington. How could you ever bring something like that up? I mean, dude, frankly, I'm, I'm gonna say, if if you see that clip and it doesn't hit a little bit home, like, probably not to that extent, but still, just to that, like, vibe, that essence, if, if that essence doesn't capture some lived experience in you, holy shit, I don't know what kind of life you're living. Um, it's... It is a very fortunate and privileged one, uh, but it's one I cannot understand. <laughs> uh, and, and so uh, Komi approaches the Chinibio and, and they become partners, uh, which is really nice. Uh, and uh, the Chinibio still can't quite be like emotionally vulnerable. So they go on 
a thing later. Like, they almost thank Comey before, like, turning it into, like, oh, but you can be my vassal, but also, like, it's not a big deal, I guess. Cool. Um, which I, I like that the progress, it's not, like, one thing fixes everything, but it, it's a positive step forward. Uh, and then we end in a little scene, uh, a very small moment, uh, but a pretty important one, where it's raining outside and, uh, and Todno stayed a little later. And as it turns out, uh, his, his umbrella was taken by Najimi and fortunately Comey is there and she has an umbrella. So they, they walk home, they're sharing an umbrella together and they go get a new umbrella, etc. Um... And in this moment, like, it's a super romantic moment, obviously. But I think that the romance between Todno and Komi is one of the single best romances we've ever seen in anime. Holy shit. And there's a very, very specific reason for that. And it's that, above all else, that they do come across as sincere friends. They are super close friends who genuinely care about each other as people first before any romantic nonsense um before all of the cliches so like the romance is there but it's built upon a, such a strong foundation of companionship which is wildly rare in any media let alone anime uh and and so like for that reason it's one of the best y'all because like yeah that's how to make a strong fucking relationship to care about them as people to build that bond uh not just as romance, but as uh, an interpersonal relationship, right? Uh, and, and so, yeah, just uh, lovely all around. Well, shit. I am very happy that I decided to show this to you. Or rather, that you chose it, Rem, because after all, it was your choice this time around. <laughs> and you know it? what? I, I chose well. I can only wonder and be terrified about what the other thing could have been. <laughs> well, you just... Look, I, you just didn't want to get weird enough with me, and I understand. That's okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know, maybe another time, Sean. Maybe another time. Maybe another time we'll get weird. Or maybe I'll just force the weirdness on you, and you'll, we'll have to see how it goes out from there. It feels relatively inevitable. What, what was that we said earlier about setting boundaries? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, but with that, Remington, uh, care to take a guess at the uh, mal score for Comey? All right, easy eight point something. I'm going to say eight point super popular 8.23 wow so it is a relatively newer show so it came out uh between october 7th and december 23rd of uh, the most recent year oh maybe it's higher than i guess then no i'll stay with my guess though and uh surprisingly it only has uh 173,700 ratings um but it is sitting nice and pretty at an 8.15 so close so close so close uh, and it's interesting reading the reviews on it as well, because there's a lot of people, as you might expect, who are praising it to high heavens, and then a lot of people who are like, ah, this is a thing. Why are people so enjoying it so much? It's okay, I guess. Uh, and it, a lot of the reviews do seem very naysaying about it a lot of the time. Uh, look, I'll, I'll be honest. If you are going for somewhere for some, like, rigid plot or some action-packed stuff or some intense drama sure it, this ain't gonna be it for you uh but essentially if you're the kind of person who loves some slice of life very human storytelling uh with just so much personality 
and some decent, uh, decent humorous moments to add some levity. Like, that's what this show is to a T, and it's boiled down the formula perfectly. And even with it being, like, super casual slice of life, while there's no intense drama, there's, like, some really good heartwarming and emotionally touching stuff in there. Uh, so, like, I understand that there's gonna be a significant audience that isn't interested in this, but it fits, like, all of my categories. With the asterisk of, um, it would have also fit all of my categories if it very suddenly switched to being about Ren. <laughs> if straight up, if in episode four, Tadno just literally dies, that's, it still would be my thing. <laughs> God, you're such a slut for murder. <laughs> Amazingly, I think it would be a lateral move. I think you would create just as good of a show. Um, <laughs> which, you know, if anything, that's a compliment to the show as it stands. Because normally I prefer things like that. In this case, I'm just saying, like, it's an option. It's a, yeah, just a little bit of murder. Just, just a Dude, touch. Dude, can just you imagine... The crowd oh. response, if this character, you, you, the main character for three episodes fucking dies in episode four in this lovely, lighthearted, casual slice of life shit. Oh my God. It would be amazing. <laughs> God, you, you have a certain way of uh, people up. It, it would, it truly would. Uh, but for this lighthearted comedy manga known for its wholesome moments, I feel like that would be a bit off-brand. But that's like what would make it so good. That <laughs> <laughs> would be. That's the thing, Sean. The fact that it's so off-brand. No, admittedly, the show would tank in popularity because everybody who started watching the show would be under the impression that it's one thing. And only a subsection of those would be very thrilled when it turns out to be something else. Uh, and anybody who's looking for that something else are not looking for this show. So it's like, <laughs> you know. Oh, God. It wouldn't be so popular, I but I would love it. I think that's the tagline for our podcast, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but without further ado, Rem, I suppose the final question to ask is any chance you'd want to watch some more Comey Can't Communicate? Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. Easy. Fantastic. Well, with that in mind, I think thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed Remington really getting into the nitty-gritty details of a weird, wacky school that happens to be uh, built in a normal fashion this time, then please head on over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and leave us a review. It does mean the world to us, and we do read every single one, and it helps us a lot. Uh, and if you'd like to support us more directly, we have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where myself, Dylan, and Remington do occasionally play video games and chat. And if you'd like to support us even more directly than that, we, ha we do have the lovely patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to have your name read aloud on the podcast, which I will also mention to all y'all out there who are uh, changing your names to recommendations... <laughs> it's not going to keep working. The only reason I did Komi-san this week is because I thought it was very relevant and I wanted to talk about it. And I gave Remington a choice. So all y'all, you, you gotta don't love think it. You, you gotta love power. it when the podcast is like, no, you don't, we're not listening to you, Baka. 
Um, you know, it's it's real good. Real good I, shit. I, they, I don't want them to think they have this much power is the issue, <laughs> Brad. After the fucking Toradora incident when they feckin' unionized, I, I, I just thought to myself, oh, God, this is going to set a bad trend. And I was fucking right because every other one of our patrons have changed their names to what they want most in the world. And some of them have started threatening us in them, which is a wild way to get what you want. So, yeah, Rem, who are we thanking this week? Well, as always, we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists as well as our magical girls. But moving on, we reach our yandere waifus who are going to tie us up into their bedroom shrine of another woman and threaten to murder us. And on that list, we have Alex, Xanix, Yandere Neko, you hear? Why Shone? Why Sean? Uh, Walk Me Home Gently, Vaney Jordan, Yuliana, Totally God, Time to Assault Rem's Brain, Have Him Watch Assault Lily as my last White Sword Set recommendation for now. Uh, they are taking a stand. It's the same kind of stand as Rare Kumiko. The Susanator. The cactus crossed the road because it was stuck to the chicken. That film guy. Team Dulu Patrol Officer Spark Project. Sticky Jelly. Sorry for calling... Sorry about calling for HEBS. My name didn't update when I wanted it to. This is Mechanic Weave. Uh, Silent Secondary. Shoujo Addict. Don't send help. Send me more romance tropes because my husband isn't a romantic is the title of my light novel. Uh, Sean, it's been three years. You still owe me a Madoka Magica revisit. Sean needs to watch Rem. Sean needs to get Rem to watch The Testament of Sister New Devil. Uh, Char? Oh, Sarah Birch. Salty Pretzel. Ross Palmer. Rhiannon Williams. Remington Merrill. Remington has bottom energy. Rem needs to be ransomed by Black Lagoon. Ready to be isekai'd. Nope Rope 89. No waifu, no laifu. Navi. Mike the Mutilator. Matthew Drum says Rem's a bitch. Marky Hughes. Man the Fern Fern. Makachab92, Mad02 Max, Luke, Luke O, Luke Offenberger, Lonely Geek 23 Locked in Daddy Ram's Basement, Don't Send Help, Kazumarako, K- Casey Mosley, Cassidy, Just a Traveler, Jax, Jam Hands, It Will Not Be a Simple Matter to Catch Her Warns Misaka, uh, Ichigo Simp 15 I Want Rem to Ruin DITF for Me, uh, I Remington Enjoy Moe Lolly Girls, I Remington am known as the voice of the people and those people say Toradora, I put a $200 Taiga figure in a mason jar for the exact reason you think, I have the power, I could be the hero, I could be the villain, it doesn't really matter, I can make this idiot say anything, I guess you're on keter duty, I aha you thought this was another Green Day repeat but it was me Dio, uh, Hunter Davies, hey you slob on my knob like corn on the cob, they can be head like Rem in bed, do a moan, uh, hey Rem, let me tongue punch your fart box, Glenn Michael Dolan, Gavin in parentheses, the Goblin King, join my army, please. A fuck of love, Foxen Boy. French anime fans are known as weebs. Uh, Farmer Weeb wants you to buy $3.5 million in Pokemon cards. Fantide. Fallen Ghoul. Epigamy. Dracula United Hentai Production Manager. Deshaun have a microphone tail plug to match his headphone ears. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Uh, Dr. Zorganite. Dua. Datatype. Darkstorm713. Danny Morabito. Creed 13, Shine 900, Christian Moss, Chocobo Ack, Cheese Monkey, Cage in the House, Brockhard for Geodudes, Be Like Harry and Don't Fuck Your Sister Unless It's Your Redheaded Best Friend's Sister, Ariel Bird, Andrew Rowkey, Elise Howard, Alpha Weeb Wants and Joey Wheeler, Hey you, Sam, Believe in the Heart of the Cock, Cards, I mean Cards, AJ Honey, Adam McLaughlin, Thank all of you so much, but we move on across the pond over to Hogwarts, the Boy Wizard tier where everybody is going to be placed in a horribly socially awkward situation. 
Oh, God. Uh, I know. They're supposed to be rewarded for this, Remnot. Hey, man, it's give and take. Uh, Maximilian, you are, are going to have that situation where you meet someone you, like, you kind of know at, like, a grocery store. And it's like, you both oh. made eye contact. And, like, you were aware that they were there, but you were not going to bring it up until y'all made eye contact. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, fuck, I've been there. <laughs> what is love? A, a, ban- a vow, a band of gold, an ephemeral state of mind, and, or an action, perhaps a gift. A gift only truly received when reciprocated. Uh, you are going to get uh, being set up on a date by a really close friend with one of their other close friends that you've never met. And it, there's just no chemistry there. Oh, been there. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, watch Komi-san, watch Komi-san, watch Komi-san, watch Komi-san, watch Komi-san, watch Komi-san. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there. He wants to emphasize it was not for you. Um, don't worry. I, I chose it. It was all for you. Um, <laughs> don't, don't encourage this shit, Rem. Uh, all right. But you are going to get this situation of, uh, getting on a bus, but realizing that that isn't your bus and then having to decide when to get off the bus and then pretend like there was any reason you meant to get on that bus in the first place. Uh, Ooh, warning fuck. you have reached the bottom of the barrel. Uh, you are going to get when someone approaches you and is like, Hey, and like uses your name and you have no idea who the fuck they are. Uh, oh God, that happens to you and me so much. It's rough. Uh, not even for podcast reasons, just existence. Uh, just life reasons. Tony yeah. the Great. Uh, you are obviously going to get that situation where um, you, you're going to get that situation where you're looking something up on a computer and and it and when someone is there. Um, and you want to show them something, but, but autofill is not your friend. Autofill betrays you. Um, oh, Silicone oh, Spectre. That's awkward. Um, you are going to get the situation when someone waves at you or is going for a high five, and you go to reciprocate, but that was not a wave or high five for you, bud. That was for someone else. Um, mm, hate that. Uh, <laughs> Sean, I have to admit that I watch Boku no Pico in my free time, and I love it. Uh, you are going to get... Uh, when you're in a conversation with someone and you've already exhausted all of your, all of your, like, casual conversation enders, right? Of, of, uh, well, you know, I probably should get to go doing this or shit like that. Uh, but they just keep talking and you don't know what to do. Uh, Sean Senpai, why haven't you shown me the Superior Studio Ghibli's film, uh, that's full of Kawaii, Kaneko-chan's, and The Baron? Uh, you are going to get... Uh, watching a movie with your family and and just a really horny scene comes on. Just they are going to town. They oh, are God. they're boning. Like uh, the first time I watched Game of Thrones with my family. That yeah, was an interesting yeah. Experience. Um, Sean McDreamy, uh, you are going to get literally just having to call someone, <laughs> having to call someone on the phone, or even better, oh, no. you're waiting for an important call. So you have to answer all of the calls you don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's Ooh. not a good situation. Uh, Pocket Gamer five one three. Um, you are going to. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, just, you're you're getting on public transportation, and all the seats are taken. So you got to decide who to sit by, and it's just awkward. Whoever you choose, like they don't want you to sit next to them. You don't want to sit next to them, but you got to sit somewhere. Um, it's just not a great situation. Um. That's why I always stand. <laughs> uh, Even on the bus, what, I get in trouble for was that. Was that for Pocket Gamer? I think so, yeah. Cool. PL Mayor, you are going to get 
Um, when someone like compliments you, which is really cool, and you thank them for it, and you're you're like, all right, cool, nailed that interaction. But then they like keep complimenting you, and like you're not sure if you could, should like keep thanking them or like what. Uh, God, and then you have the extra layer of, is this flirting? <laughs> <laughs> Pilkster, the Simfo gear advocate. Uh, you're you're just gonna go. You're you're walking down the street in one direction or down the hall in one direction. You realize it's completely wrong direction. So you do that 180, and then you like pre pretend as we all do for some reason. We like pull out our phone and are like, oh no, I just got a very urgent message telling me to turn <laughs> around. Um, as if literally anybody cares. Uh, <laughs> Odlin a fish. You are are going to get uh having to ask someone. Not hearing someone, asking for clarification twice, and then when they repeat themselves a third time, they still, like, you still don't understand. But, like, you're an asshole if, if you keep asking them to repeat themselves, so you just hope that it's not a question. Volume and diction is so goddamn important, y'all. <laughs> I've been in the situation way too many times. Uh, MT the Poet, uh, you are going to get, um... Uh, you're you're gonna get when when you are left alone with your friend or significant other's parents that you do not know very well at all, uh, and you're like, hey, cool, uh, Mr. Marshmallow Man. A related situation when you're hanging out with a friend and they their parent pulls them away to yell at them and just scream at them, and you're just like holding on to the PS2 controller, being like, I, we're in the middle of a game. <laughs> but also, yeah. like, everything all right? Are we done? I don't know. Uh, Momo the Griff. Do I have to go home? <laughs> uh, Momo the Griff, uh, sort of an inverse of a situation from before, waving at someone who, uh, who doesn't notice you. But you're in public, so other people saw you wave. Uh, Mike wants an Overlord review. Uh, when, sometimes when you, you're in a drive-thru, right? And they're like, all right, go go to the next, go, go wait forward for your food. And like, thankfully now there's a lot of clearly delineated spots. This is where you wait. But like, sometimes there's not. And you're like, I feel like I'm just sort of in the way wherever I am. Is there a spot I'm supposed to be? Where did you want me to go? Um, Miguel Delion, you are going to get, uh, you go to a restaurant, they say, enjoy the food, you say, uh, thanks, you too. Nice and simple. Uh, Inuyasha is my favorite cryptid, wants Inuyasha review for Valentine's. Uh, you are going to say, you're gonna get, when you just can't remember someone, uh, someone's name who you have interacted with, like, daily, possibly for, like, over a year. Uh, I live in Ogden, yes, that one. You are going to get, um, oh, uh, you know what? If you're in an elevator, uh, someone else joins the elevator or you join the elevator and you hit a button, but then you realize it's the wrong fucking button that you just hit. Do you hit the other one or do you just walk out on the wrong floor? Uh, I walk out on the wrong floor, then go to the stairs. I've done it too many times. I refuse to Bidoof SAO and SAO knockoff characters. It's already a shit past season one. I'm not making it worse. Lord Brock Doof of Dulu. <laughs> uh, you're you're going to get that, that situation where, uh, you know, anytime you have to, to run to catch public transportation, that's always rough. Uh, you just run in. Further, you have to run the worst. Uh, Hinata is a ball of sunshine. You are going to get 
uh, an Uber ride, any Uber ride. Are they talkative? Are they not? Either way, there's an underlying awkward tension, isn't there? Uh, hey kids, throws Biscuit into abyss. Fetch, you are going to get, uh, when someone asks you to hold their baby and as soon as you hold it, it starts crying. Uh, that's why I never hold kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just drop them. Uh, Fisherman from Norway is when you say, uh, what in your mind is a benevolent comment, but everyone looks at you funny and it's only later that you realize, oh no, that's not how I meant that at all. Oh, you mean every time I fucking speak? <laughs> Uh, Deck, you are going to get, um, just, suddenly getting the hiccups. Fuck that shit, man. Uh, Beethoven 1201, you are obviously going to get, oh, if, if, if you're at a friend's house, you clog the toilet. Oh, fuck. All Father is now bribing the host to do JoJo Part 3 for every month we don't get one. I add $10. Hashtag oo You are going, uh, once again, a related one, um... With a brand new significant other, either due to illness or because you're too drunk, just vomiting all over, possibly a little bit on their shoes. Uh, and he's like, ah, shit. And even if they're understanding, it's not great. Uh, and last but not least, Aaron Hegland, you are going to get um, watching anime. All right. Okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, moving on. We reach the top tier, the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier. And, and before we move on, I will just say that I do love and appreciate all of you, even if the, even if you occasionally frustrate me. <laughs> I just wanted that to be clear. And you know what? Sean is going to show that love right oh, now. Um, with everybody is going to get... So in the show, Comey, we see a lot of different sounds. A lot of different sounds. Oh. Um, and every, every one of you guys, you're going to get your own... Joey Wheeler Comey sound by Sean. Oh, God. Good luck, oh, fucker. That's, <laughs> that's gonna be bad. Uh, and, and this is a very, this is a spiritual experience, so enjoy this sound. So first, Pope of the Church of Remington Chase, could I get a Joey Wheeler-ified Comey squeak, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? I don't know what came out of my mouth. All right, all right, cool, cool. That, that's fine. Um, all right, uh, we, now we move on to my dear old mum. Um, can we get a Joey Wheelerified, um, terrified stutter? Fuck. Um. <laughs> that's my favorite thing. I, uh, I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. That is, that is 0% Joey Wheeler. And I don't know how to make me. a sound like Joey Wheeler. Oh, like, fuck. words is one thing, but fucking sound effects? It's like, because so the only thing that comes to mind with Joey Wheeler is, you know, talking in the Brooklyn, right? And then occasionally throwing in a yeah, which is, like, that's that's the one sound. That's all you're going to get. It's, it's just going to be various. It's real good. It, it's hard. I, You've given me an impossible task. Let, 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 let's let's uh, move on to darkness grows ever closer. Team Dulu will take the light from the podcast. Leave it in darkness. Sage. Uh, you know, let, let's hear a Joey Wheeler fight Comey hiccup. <laughs> God. Um, I'm so excited. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, going above and beyond, we have Dylan Hayden. Um, and, and for this, uh, I, Sean, oh. let, 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 I just want to hear a, a comp, this time, you know, for Dylan, Dylan Hayden, let, let, let's, 
he, he's above the Joey Wheeler tier. Let, let's just make it full on Comey. I want to hear a compilation of Comey sound effects in rapid succession. Oh, God, I'm not as cute just, as... No, back to back. The cutest Comey sounds you can make. Let's hear them. At least three distinct sounds. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry, Dylan. <laughs> um, <clears throat> It's not coming out. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not coming out. No, I'm trying my best. To. All right, Dylan has paid good money for this. Give Mr. Hayden his Comey sounds, you fuck. Uh, give me a second to... <laughs> Hold on. I just need to refresh my memory as to what they fucking sound like. Hold on. Okay. All right. Lots of lots of that. Okay. <clears throat> I apologize in advance. This is awful. Oh, I'm um, so fucking hyped. <laughs> 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 That's everything you, you wanted fucking... it to be. I hate myself. Oh, I'm going to commit Sudoku fuck. after this. All right. Thank you all. If you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. God, that's more embarrassing than me starting an OnlyFans. Um, once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. We all love you very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Do, 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 do. I'm hoping it's Big Bird's big penis. I have the power. I could be the hero. I could be the villain. It doesn't really matter. I can make this idiot say penis. Could you please not make me think about either eating or fucking Big Bird's big pussy? Comey's rival wants to show that she is physically superior to Comey by beating her and beating her and eating her and fucking her. I've got a little Scottish penis just for flavor. So what you're saying is this show would be much better if it had masturbating. <laughs>